Welcome back to the Printulu podcast. Printulu is passionate about helping small businesses grow their business in an omnichannel world. That is why we have started this podcast to help businesses navigate this difficult time. I'm your host, Trudy Katsia, and today we have Awande Dlamini with us. She is the marketing manager at Ogilvy, and for those who don't know, Ogilvy South Africa is the leader in the industry focused on building and transforming brands. They've worked with brands such as Volkswagen, SAB, BP, DSTV, and KFC, so that's pretty impressive. Awande, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Trudy. Awesome. And I'm so grateful that you made time before your load shedding started today. So thank you again. (laughs) Not a problem. Thank you for being so accommodating with the time as well. Oh gosh, yeah. We all have to live in in these times and make do with what we can. Um, So let's jump right in. Um, So obviously you have quite a bit of marketing experience with with massive brands. Printulu, our our customer focuses more um, SMEs and resellers, so more small businesses, Mm. not necessarily massive brands. So how would you advise that these businesses kind of approach their marketing and design right now? We obviously have lockdown two now, so a lot of Mm. businesses are able to um, trade again. What's your advice there? So, you know... The COVID-19 pandemic has been quite an unfamiliar situation for everyone. And I think there wasn't a one-size-fits-all kind of solution to how you respond. Um, We've seen a lot of mixed emotions and feelings. And, you know, you've seen that some brands have no clue what to do and have subsequently suspended all of their marketing efforts Mm. um, and prefer to observe in silence until the pandemic pandemic goes away, which is really a disadvantage to the brand because you no longer have share of voice in the market. Mm. There are brands who, fortunately enough, have had a contingency plan. So they pretty much soldiered on, embraced change, and they've adapted quite quickly and are doing well, you know, under the circumstances, the Mm. very few of them. And then there are brands who, you know, have really tried to cash in on new trends to try and meet their revenue objectives because at the end of the day, you are a business and you have to survive. And then there are also brands that are just, you know, following blindly behind the pack and hoping for the best. So I think, you know, whichever profile you fit into, what is challenging about this pandemic is that it has forced brands to realize what their purpose is because their purpose is being put to the test. It's not to say that now is the time for brands to relook at why they exist, but if you find yourself as a brand having to change your purpose at this point in time, it means that your original customer value proposition wasn't effective enough. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important that you have a purpose that is sustainable through different time horizons and different contexts. You know, the consumer world we're living in has changed. Um, Brands are being called to be part of the solution and it could just no longer be about your bottom line. So I think if you're a brand that adds value, if you're a brand that has purpose, you can connect better with people. I think also as well, you know, brands need to use data to you know, find better insights because once you have a powerful insight, you can create better ideas. And I think one of the things that we're realizing now is that creativity is very important mm. um, and how you connect creativity to technology and humanity. Mm. Um, so, you know, brands need to realize what is it about this current environment um, that is teaching me or showing me 
to be different and better connect with my consumers. So if you prioritize, you know, what consumers need in the immediate term, then you don't focus so much about what serves your brand. You can be able to have a sustainable value proposition for your consumers. So, I mean, we all have different solutions, but I think at the end of the day, just understand why you exist, get better insights so that you can come up with more creative solutions and basically be in touch um, with, you know, what is happening in the now and where this environment is moving us. Mm. That's so, so interesting that you're mentioning that. And I really like your idea of purpose. I think um, it's easy to get caught on, especially when you're, as you're, if you're doing the marketing for a business or even as a business owner, I think it's very easy to get caught on the features that you offer instead of the benefits. So um, our founder as has a like a kind of a episode podcast thing that they're doing as well um, in conjunction with Forbes South Africa. Um, it's called the Emerging Markets Entrepreneur. We've started a YouTube channel there and they also interview people there. Um, and recently we spoke to uh, Pepe Marais from Joe Public United. And he also said, you know, you have to kind of narrow it down to a word. What is your purpose? If you're yeah. He used the example, if you're a, a a beauty salon, for example, you might think your word is beauty. But at the end of the day, what you're actually selling is confidence. You're selling people the ability to feel confident about themselves. And I think once you kind of rewire your thinking in that sense and how you approach your marketing and your business, people will relate a lot better to that than oh, okay, you're selling yeah. me a beauty product. So I think that's very, very interesting. And like, just to add on that as well, Trudy, you know, brands before were so focused so much on advertising, right? Because they felt as if, if I'm advertising more, I get more share of voice and people have, you know, and then I have all the attention, right? Mm. But what brands are not realizing now is that they have to enter into a two-way um, conversation with their consumers. It's no longer just about the brand. It's also about what the consumer wants right now. Mm-hmm. And we're realizing that consumers have become more discerning. And because of the fact that they're exposed to diverse knowledge and diverse channels. So I think as a brand, you really need to be truthful about how you communicate to your consumers. And I mean, that is about authenticity. You know, if you're not an authentic brand, then there's no way you can connect with the now consumer. Mm. So definitely your advertising efforts now are no longer about you as a brand. It's about what consumers need and how you can um, sustain your brand in the long term. Mm. And definitely what value can you add? You know, uh, where can you, for example, this this podcast that we're doing, we're trying to help our audience um, kind of navigate their marketing in this time. The podcast that we're doing, the Emerging Markets Entrepreneur episodes that we're doing, all about, and even your blog posts. If you have blog posts, potentially, where are you adding value and really just giving? Instead of focusing on taking, where are you giving right now? And I think people really relate to that. And it's building kind of a trust relationship, which also, you know, it's it's long-lasting. So we're obviously seeing this change now, and we've seen that that more that brands really are approaching their marketing differently they are like keeping a tighter pulse Mm -hmm. on their consumers but do you think that this is going to stick how do you think marketing is going to change now with the lockdown restrictions being lifted and even post-covid if there is such a thing as a post-covid world how do you think marketing is going to change going forward 
Well, for marketing, there definitely was post-COVID because the marketing field itself was already evolving over time. Um, Pre-COVID, we had technological disruption, which redefined our marketing channel mix. So now you have COVID-19, which has caused um, further disruption at a far more rapid rate. So consumer behavior has almost like flipped, you know, mm. overnight because, you know, for example, they've been forced to shift their priorities. Like, for example, in this COVID economy, our language has been, you know, essential items and on demand, you know, this this thing about convenience, right? Mm. So some businesses have actually had to actually relook at whether their products or their services make sense or add any value to what consumers need in the immediate term. So how brands connect and engage with consumers is also very important. I think especially with retailers, um, they've been most impacted because of the fact that there's now less foot traffic, you know, going into their physical stores. Mm. So some retailers have had to seriously consider e-commerce, you know, and have to invest in improving their digital infrastructure. So I think more businesses and more brands should be banking on e-marketing. Um, social, social shopping itself has become quite a big phenomenon. And, you know, optimizing your websites and, incorpor and incorporating live chats also goes a long way in meeting your consumers where they are because you're no longer engaging with them from a you know human interaction point of view now everything is happening on the go and online so um i think as well if you're a business that provides products um you need to be able to build a reliable and diversified supply chain so for example if you're an e-commerce business it's important that you look for multiple options um, for obtaining your materials and your labor so that you can meet your customer demands. So you have to also be transparent about your pricing and even perhaps lowering, lowering your delivery charges. More businesses and brands have become more ethical. You know, they are caring for the environment more and they're caring about the causes that matter to their customers. And I think also more businesses and brands should treat creativity as an essential component to their bottom line. Like I was speaking um, before, if you stand out, you will win your consumers. We're living in a highly saturated um, world, you know, especially mm -hmm. online. So if you don't stand out, if you don't have a customer content strategy that is focused on your target audience, then you will lose out. Um, you have to be clear about what your intentions are, the messaging that you're communicating and where you direct your communications to. And I think as well, brands need to prepare for growth, um, especially in this new environment, you know, and we've seen that, you know, this uptake in e-commerce, like I was viewing data just yesterday that showed that e-commerce trends that were meant to happen over 10 years have now happened over three months. So I definitely think that more brands need to invest in their digital infrastructure because, you know, we're living in a digital first world. It's not happening in the future. It's happening right now. So if you don't mm. adapt, you definitely will fall, fall behind. Yeah. What you mentioned about standing out, I think that's, that's excellent advice. But I do think from a small business perspective, if you are trying to navigate the digital space mm. right now, how do you stand out? I mean, obviously, it's easy to say, you know, you, you really need to be in touch with your consumers and so on. But if if we can get a bit more um, granular about I that. Think, I think you have to, like, 
um, have a very deep understanding of who your target audience is, right? Because it's it's very easy to set up a social media account, but then have no followers because you don't understand who you're trying to communicate to because you're trying to be everyone and everything to you know people that you don't understand. So I think it's very important as a small business to understand who your target audience is, right? And then obviously you have an understanding um, of the product that you're selling and what benefits it offers so that you can communicate that to your target audience. What is it that makes you so unique um, to someone else who has a similar product to what you're selling? Mm-hmm. And then as well, be very clear about the platform that you're choosing um, for your brand. You might find that Instagram is not your platform. You might find that Facebook is not your platform. So you just need to be very aware of where your target audience lives. Don't try and be everywhere because you cut yourself short. Mm -hmm. You might think that you need to be on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and then not give enough focus to your LinkedIn audience, which is probably where most of your target audience will exist. So I think it's very important that brands, um, smaller brands, to be very niche about their offering when they start off so that they can focus the right attention where it's needed. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying um, that creativity is very important. Um, If you as a brand have done your research and you found the right insights, you'll be able to come up with solutions that better suit your consumers. So creativity is definitely very important. I think you need to be very open-minded. You need to have a lot more knowledge about um, the space that you're coming into and the kind of people that exist in that space. Have you seen any specific channels, if we're looking specifically at business owners who maybe have not had the budget to really splurge on marketing, maybe it wasn't the wisest decision to be spending a lot on marketing, over the last couple of months but now I mean I personally would say right now is the time to really really start focusing and honing in on that Um, especially with lockdown level two I don't know if you agree with me there but if you are on a tight budget which channels or which methods of marketing would you recommend that probably will have a pretty high return on investment if I can put it that way um, there's definitely a big move because I mean, for a small brand, you might not have the revenue to obviously start a physical store. So your best solution would be going online. Um, if you're selling your product through social media, for example, social media shopping has become quite um, a big trend. Um, I think that's where you should direct your efforts. Um, how can you add value to consumers who are on Instagram? So this Instagram, like shopping by adding, for example, shopper tags to your products on Instagram could probably make for a far better solution for you instead of, you know, having a physical store. Then you cut out, you know, the cost of actually doing any billboard advertising or any TV advertising or radio advertising because you already exist in a platform that allows you to do advertising, you know, Instagram through Facebook allows you to do Facebook ads and it's a very affordable solution for small brands. So I think social media is becoming quite um, a big space for small brands to play in as well as having a website. I mean, developing a website, just having a front page interface um, can serve you as well in terms of positioning your brand. So I definitely think being online, um, e-marketing will definitely benefit a smaller brand who doesn't have the budget um, 
to actually own a physical store or do any form of um, traditional marketing. Social media basically has, it's almost like a one-stop shop, mm. I guess. Yeah. I think it's just important to, you know, um, stick to some best practices when you are doing these things. I mean, if we're talking about developing a, f- a front-end website, for example, um it's so important to treat that as a living, breathing thing and keep it updated and really have a pulse yes, on that. Yes, definitely. Because websites also aren't necessarily cheap and they're quite time, um, you know, they take a lot of time to build. So if you do not have the resources to keep that updated, I also wouldn't necessarily recommend that. So you obviously are a big advocate for the online space and moving online if you can afford it, if you can, if it works with your brand. Do you think there is still space for the print industry going forward? I mean, I'm obviously very curious coming from a printing, an online printing company. Yeah. So funny enough, um, so before I was in advertising, I was in media for a long time. And, um, you know, there was all these headlines about the fact that, you know, print is a dying medium. And um, we've seen over time that, in fact, you know, print isn't dead. Um, it's still very much alive. And I think, you know, print has its target audience. Um, like I said, I feel like if you're, for example, if your target audience is millennials, I don't think you'd obviously think that you'd find value in print because obviously that's not a medium that they're accustomed to. Um, you have to go where your target audience is. And if your target audience is online, you should go online. If your target audience is in print, then you should definitely still invest in the opportunities that print has to offer. What I love about print is it's a very tangible medium, right? And it's something that um, gets shared across people. Because if you see an advert in a newspaper, that newspaper gets read by maybe three or four other people within the family in that household, right? Mm. So it's shareable. You Instead of having one person now looking at it, you're having four people in the household, you know, sharing that same um, newspaper. So I think print is still effective to some, you know, um, audience. But obviously online you have uh, a far more bigger crowd um, because content, the only thing about online is that it's a very competitive environment. Someone can see your ad now and within two seconds, they're already seeing another ad. So online is just a lot more competitive compared to print. Whereas with print, you have, it's more memorable and it's more tangible. Mm. So I wouldn't say that print isn't a great um, platform to advertise on, but I think it definitely has its target audience. If you're going for the millennials, I would go online. Mm. I absolutely, I, I do agree with you in the sense that um, print is tangible, it's memorable. I think especially in a time now where we've kind of lost lost a little sense of, a little bit of a sense of our humanity, like, you know, being in contact <laughs> with things, being able to touch things without being covered from head to toe in sanitizer. I do think that nostalgia that it brings does have value. And if, yes. as you mentioned, if it's correct for your brand and for your target audience, I do think it can be quite an affordable option. I do agree with you in the sense of print has its value in the sense that because the online space is so crowded and saturated, you do have a bit of a competitive edge if you do use that channel yes. as well to your advantage. And there is a way to make it trackable, you know, you don't necessarily have to kind of print flyers and you have no idea what kind of impact they have 
you can still measure the effect of these things. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it's all about where you're, how you're positioned and what, what makes sense for you right now. But now that it's locked on level two, um, what do you think companies need to do now to benefit from all of these changes that we've discussed um, with their marketing? I think it's, I think it's really going to take brands um, some time um, to get back to um, normalcy because, um, like I said, consumer behavior as well has been shifted. As much as we are now moving into level two, um, you find that there are consumers who are very excited about going back to their normal life. So some people are happy to go into a store and buy a dress, whereas there's some people who have now become accustomed to shopping online. There are people who, you know, would love to go grab a drink with their friends, or there's people that still prefer buying their beverages online. So I think um, it's a very fine line. Um, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, for brands to now get used to this new normal. Um, I think some brands will just have to go back to the drawing room and see how they can kind of like amend their business strategy to suit current times and suit um, current customer um, behaviors um, and reimagine what the future of their brand looks like. Um, so I think it, it, it just requires a lot of review on a brand's part in terms of what is it that consumers need right now um, mm -hmm. that is no longer relevant um, to before a pandemic, you know? So it just requires a lot more better insights um, into the consumer and how you can better serve them in this current context. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think, I think this COVID-19 pandemic has taught us quite a lot um, and has showed us quite a lot. And, you know, like I said, e-commerce, I definitely see it being a very booming business. Um, if you're a brand that had not invested in your digital infrastructure, you might find that you are, you know, having to now relook at how you can add value within that space. Mm. What I just wanted to add to that is, I think now is also a very good time to look at things that don't necessarily, um, you know, cost too much, but you have the time now you've had the time now to really look at things that will benefit your business long-term in terms of marketing. If you look at things like adjusting your SEO strategy, um, you know, really mm. looking at what, what SEO you're doing, um, adding consistent content each week, adding value to that um, and to your customers and also leveraging, I think your email list was, was, was quite important and potentially also, strategic partnerships you know it could also this is these are all things that would benefit you long term definitely definitely all right i want to thank you so much for joining me and for sharing your knowledge with our audience um i do believe that's all we have time mm -hmm. for today i know you also have load shedding coming up soon um, <laughs> but good luck with your ventures yeah. going forward and thank you so much um i hope you have a fantastic weekend i really appreciate you taking the time today not a problem. Thank you so much, Trudy, for having me.